welcome back to another episode, another season of Velvet in the Suburbs. As you wish. Oh, my sweet Wesley, what have I done? I'm also just a girl standing in front of a boy asking him to love her. You're a lady. You're lots of lady. You're once, twice, twenty times a lady. I like you. Very much. Uh, apart from the smoking, and the drinking, and the vulgar mother, and the verbal diarrhea. No, I like you very much. Just as you are. If you listen to the trailer, if you follow me on social media, you will know that we're switching it up. Um, mostly because it's a pandemic and dating in a pandemic it's a wee bit difficult just just a smidgen um but what's not difficult is watching movies specifically watching rom-coms i will be watching a new rom-com every single week and talking about them and we're starting this week with my favorite rom-com of all time my favorite movie of all time it is What's Your Number, starring Anna Faris and Chris Evans. It is a spectacular movie. It's, it's a film, honestly. It's a fucking stellar two hours. It's just, just simply back to front, top to bottom, all around amazing fucking movie. And we're starting with it because, in my opinion... And this is my podcast, so my opinion reigns fucking supreme. It is the perfect balance of romance and comedy. So it's the perfect rom-com. Because I think a lot of rom-coms, or movies that are labeled rom-coms, are either just straight-up comedies that happen to have a romantic subplot, or it's a romance that is not that funny. Like, when I was starting to pull this together and I was looking into movies trying to figure out which ones I was going to watch um, which ones that I haven't seen yet um, some of the suggestions the notebook was suggested the, the notebook's not funny the notebook's not a comedy maybe there's a couple funny moments that's that's not a comedy but that's like a romance it's not a rom-com though and I think hmm, gonna get some heat for this but some of the classic rom-coms I think they're mostly rom. Rom. It's all rom. There's no com. And I don't know, man. But part of what this podcast will be will be deciding definitively if that movie is a rom-com or if it's simply a rom or a com. Um, so by the end of this, whenever the end may be, um, we will have a full list of all of the movies my rankings of them, my ratings of them, and whether they're a romance, whether they're a comedy, or if they're a rom-com. Um, along with that, we're also going to talk about, is it realistic? Not in like a, does, is it based in reality sort of way, but in the, uh, is this something that could happen? Like, is this something that like you would encounter in your dating life. Like fake relationship movies, fake relationships don't happen in real life. Like, have you ever met someone who's had a fake relationship? No, but like haters to lovers, one of my favorite tropes. 
that like that can happen like that does happen maybe not like in a relationship but like that happens we know that happens um we're also going to talk about did it make you want to fall in love because the best rom-coms even some of the bad rom-coms but the best rom-coms you finish it and you're just like that's a frustration noise because you want to fall in love you want to have you want to have a significant significant sig it's gonna be difficult if i can't say the word significant other significant other you want a partner you want you want someone to love you and the best rom-coms make you do that um we'll be talking best scenes best moments best lines um are there classic rom-com tropes do i like that classic rom-com trope um we're going to talk about if there's diversity in it if it's a poc cast if it's a poc director um a female director female writer um and the number one thing that i think marks a great rom-com there can be good rom-coms um but it's not a great rom-com um in my opinion unless it makes you want to fall in love you love the characters and there's a musical number so i'll just talk about more of that later but we start with what's your number um i took notes do you see this well no you don't see this because you're listening to an audio but if you're on my social media I took notes like this is like highlighted like notes um I've watched this movie probably a million times I own it um on I don't own it on dvd because dvds are useless but I own it on amazon um but it, it's my favorite movie it is so good and people don't know what it is like I bring it up and no one knows it and I'm like you need to fucking watch this movie because it is phenomenal first of all let me just appeal to the white men loving population that listens to my podcast chris evans is the main love interest um he is shirtless slash naked and when i say naked like we see his butt like he just doesn't have clothes on six times in this movie not even like in a sexual way well i mean kind of is but like he just like he's just always he never has clothes on like his first scene in the movie he doesn't have clothes on and it's like 2011 Chris Evans so he's just like he looks like the kind of boy man you see in Southie and you fall in love with and he's walking his dog and you're just like that that is the man that I want to spend the rest of my life with then he opens his mouth and you're like oh my god he's a fucking douchebag but you're still like what So, Chris Evans. Anna Faris. Anna Faris? I don't know. Um, she is the female lead. And basically, the plot of this movie, um, I will say, it's very 2011. It's um, a little slut-shamey, which is my biggest gripe with it. However, um, the basic gist is that Anna Faris has slept with 20 men in her life. And she reads an article that says most women her age, she's like in her 30s, have only slept with 10 men or have had 10 sexual partners. And then she's talking to her girlfriends and one of them says, yeah, I read that article too. Basically, it says any woman who's had more than 20 partners won't have a love 
failed the marriage. Like basically saying like, if you've had sex with more than 20 men, you're not going to be able to find love. So this sends Anna Ferris into a tizzy because that, that, I mean, if you heard that and you were a very sexual active person, that would, that would send you into a tizzy. So she starts writing down everyone that she's ever slept with in the hopes that maybe, just maybe, one of those sexual partners could be her Prince Charming, could be someone she could fall in love with, could be, she could do, she could get a do-over and she could fall in love with them. Um, she's thrown into this idea because her little sister, not little, she's an adult, um, her younger sister is getting married to her former high school sweetheart. So she, they had broken up, but got back together. Um, and she's like, well, you know what? If that guy changed, if my sister can find love with her ex-boyfriend, then maybe I can find love with my ex-boyfriend. Enter Chris Evans. He lives in her building. They're neighbors. And he is the son of a Boston cop. Wow. Uh, which never really comes up again. But he's like, he likes to do research on people, essentially. Like he's basically like this equivalent of like your best friend in college who can find a boy's like social media based off his name and like one fact about him. He, he does that. Um, he, he's before his time. And so she asks him for his help to find all of her exes in return for he gets to hide out in her apartment whenever he has a lady friend over. I hate that I just said lady friend. He gets to hide out in her apartment whenever he has a girl over at his apartment and he just wants her to leave. Like he, he, he doesn't do conflict, I guess. Um, so it's, the plot is kind of wild. Um, again, it's very slut shamey, but like, oh, it's so good. It is so good. It's really like a friend, it's like a haters to friends to lovers type plot um because Anna Ferris's character like really does not like Chris Evans at the beginning because he just is a douchebag um rightfully so he like really is but then she warms to him and he shows his true color he's like really a nice person he just perhaps likes to have sex um which I mean you can't can't shoot anyone down because of that um but part of the reason I love this movie part of the reason I love this movie so much is because it's set in Boston and they're so few movies set in Boston that aren't fucking gangster movies like I don't know I don't want to watch The Departed I don't want to watch depressing shit like that I don't want to watch fucking Manchester by the Sea like there's no Boston movies all rom-coms take place in fucking New York City I'm like you know what New York City's not romantic it's fucking gross Boston romantic I guess I don't know I like Boston and you can see like she gets off the red line at one point like she's off state street and like they're just walking around down to boston they're in the north end at one point um it's very like you can tell it's boston um if you're from here if not it's not really overly in your face um they do mention a couple times but again no not again i've never said this before but no one has fake ass Boston accents. There's one, the wedding planner at her younger sister's wedding has a stupid ass Boston accent, but I think it's for comedy purposes. Like he's kind of funny. So it's fine. Uh, he talks about how the hoppest can't make it to the wedding. She was in a car accident, I think. I don't know, but he's like, bad news, the hoppest can't come. And it's, it's pretty funny. Um, 
I also have a terrible Boston accent. I'm like trying to read my notes, but because I've seen this movie so many times, it makes no sense. Like I, I, I went in no rhyme or reason order to this. Um, I will, will, as we go along with this, I'm going to have a much better order. Um, guys, it's a learning curve, but you know what? You gotta just gotta get in the car and drive. You gotta sit in front of the computer and record because if not, I'm never going to fucking do it. So this film written by two women, um, Gabrielle Allen and Jennifer Crittenden. I don't know what I wrote, Crittenden. It's also based off a book. Um, I did not know that. Um, I may be reading the book soon, but Goodreads also didn't have good reviews for it. So um, I probably won't, but it's based off a book. Um, and you can kind of tell it's written from a woman's perspective. You can always tell when a rom-com is written by a man versus a woman because the shit that women do in male-written rom-coms is fucking dumb. Like, they're always dumb. But Anna Faris, like, she really, like, isn't bought. Like, she's just a woman who likes sex but also is like, shit, I do want a boyfriend at some point. Um, Or she wants someone to, like, take home at night. She wants that one person. Um, so yeah, I, I love that it's written by a woman. I didn't actually know that it was written by a woman. I I don't do a lot of research onto those things because I don't typically care. Um, but for this, we looked it up and it's great. Um, it is a 6.1 out of 10 rating on IMDb. I gave it a nine or a 10. It might be one of my only 10 star movies on IMDb. Um, 23% of Rotten Tomatoes. Don't actually understand how Rotten Tomatoes works, so no one explained to me. I don't care. Um, and then it's 89% liked on Google. So people like this movie. Like, it's not, I mean, it's not, like, Oscar award-winning or anything, but, like, are rom-coms ever Oscar award-winning? I don't know. And the people who like rom-coms don't like Oscar award-winning movies. Me. I don't like Oscar award-winning movies. If it's up for an Oscar, I'm not going to fucking like it. It's a rom-com. I'm going to fucking like it. Um, there's also about a million fucking people in this like you're gonna watch this movie and you're like oh my god i know him um because all not all of the boyfriends but we do see a fair amount of the boyfriends um and let me just rattle through this list of people that anna faris has been with and by anna faris i mean um her character whose name i am blanking out on no daisy's the sister one thing you're gonna learn very quickly from me is that i am terrible at remembering names of characters and famous people. Um, I've watched, again, I've watched this movie a million times. Like, I love this movie. I've seen it so many times. Could not tell you their names. But there are some people that uh, Anna Faris' character has dated in the past, slept with in the past. Uh, Chris Pratt, heard of him. Zachary Quinto, heard of him. He's actually the first scene. Um, he's the first guy in the first scene, and he's like this vegan cyclist asshole Ugh. Ew. uh andy samberg <laughs> if you've seen this movie you know why i'm laughing he's fucking absurd in this movie he's a puppeteer Ooh. and they make him young at one point like he's in high school um they're supposed to be like juniors or seniors in high school um anthony mackie I love Anthony Mackie. Oh my God, he's so hot. I love his character in this too. He's funny. Um, Joel McHale. Heard of him? Like, come on. He, yeah. No, he's like, he's like the second guy they show. He's our boss. 
Um, but the, the, spoilers. Um, you know what? We're gonna put a spoiler button right here. I shouldn't go spoiler sound. Maybe it should not be me making that sound. But there's gonna be a spoiler sound eventually. Um, spoilers from this point forward. Um, so if you haven't seen it, <laughs> sorry. Okay, so Joel McHale is her boss, but then he's, she gets fired, so she sleeps with him. Well, not because she gets fired. She gets drunk, and then she sleeps with him. Anyways, um, Martin Freeman. Heard of him. Their, um, actually, their interaction is one of my favorites because she does this fake British accent. She's the first time she met him. She pretended to be British, so then now she's pretending to be British because obviously he doesn't know she's American. And then she gets drunk and nervous and she just slowly falls out of the British accent and into like Scottish and then it's like Borat and it just, it's ridiculous. Um, and then in season, sorry, is he's not actually seen in the movie, but he is um, the last guy on the list. Um, again, spoiler, big spoiler for this one. Um, leads to my one of my favorite parts i mean we're just gonna talk at the end aziz and sorry calls and they had met supposedly at spring break um and he calls and he says we never actually slept together and he calls right after she gets back together with chris evans or gets together period with chris evans and so she realizes that she never had actually slept with 20 guys she only slept with 19 guys which meant that Chris Evans was her 20 and that Chris Evans was the guy that she was going to spend the rest of her life with. And while I don't agree that men are women that have, that have slept with more than 20 men or can't find love, I do love that ending because the whole point was that she was freaking out about this and then it didn't even end up being true. But she also gave up on it before that. Like, I like that she gets together with Chris Evans before she finds that out. Um, she just assumes that she slept with 20, 21 guys at this point. Um, but then she finds that out. So it's like a happy little funny gag. Um, so in terms of the ending, I do really like the ending. I think it's cute. Um, they have a really cute moment at a wedding, not her sister's wedding. It's a stranger's wedding. She has to run around Boston to find Chris Evans at a wedding. Um, and they confess their love for each other and it's really sweet um and i really like it and it's fantastic um again this is all over the place because i don't i don't have a i have a plan but i don't have a plan like i know what i want to talk about but like i i i just had to sit here and speak so it, it'll get better i promise just stick with me hear me out i think Part of the plot is that her younger sister's getting married and her younger sister's wedding is kind of like the end of the movie. Like that's what it's leading up to. She, she wants a date for the wedding. Um, she's the maid of honor. She, her mom is like a very traditional type of mom. She wants her girls to get married, blah, blah. And the wedding is one of the cutest scenes ever. I cry every single time. It's not a main character. I, I know nothing about these two people's relationship, but every single time I cry, their vows, their wedding vows, I don't know why, but they simply send me into a tizzy every single time. Like, that makes me want to fall in love. Forget about the rest of it, but like, their wedding vows. 
Daisy is the bride's name and the husband says he will never rhyme crazy with Daisy even if he means crazy good um and Daisy says not to get she promises not to get mad about everything when I'm only mad about one thing and I don't know why I just I think their vows were so personal for characters that we don't know like we know Daisy a little bit we don't know her husband at all though um and they were just I'm like getting emails thinking about it they're so cute like I literally like I shed a tear every every time I watch that um and you can see like Anna Faris in the background like she's like tearing up because she's so happy for her sister um it's so cute um also on on related note that wedding lots of black people at it for a wedding of a rich white couple in Boston lots of fucking black people like the the extras are like very diverse and I don't I'm not entirely sure why um I really never noticed before until I watched it this time because I was like trying to pay attention to how many black characters were in it um there's only really there's no black main characters um Anthony Mackie is obviously a side character who is black um he's like in it a little bit um and then one of the other bridesmaids is black but the, like there's no black main characters like the main character I mean the main characters are obviously Chris Evans and Anna Faris but there's a lot of black um extras which I mean love that for them um am I one of my other the slut shaming my biggest gri- <laughs> one of my biggest gripes I think about this every single time so at the end she's at Daisy's wedding she's at Daisy's wedding with this guy Jake um Jake was her high school sweetheart he is rich as shit his dad owns half of Boston I love that in movies like it's always like that's how we um know rich people are rich people because they always own most of the city um but Jake Adams is like who she was looking for the whole time because she knew he was rich and like she'd really liked him and in high school they had made a um like a pact to lose their virginities to each other but he went abroad in high school I, I still question that every time junior year of high school he went abroad I guess and she slept with Andy Samberg's character the puppet guy um and then when Jake Adams comes back then they do have sex and she never tells him that that was not her first time and so they're at the wedding and she's like you know I'm gonna confess like and she's like yeah you know like let me tell you like you we weren't actually each other's first time like I had sex with someone else and so he says oh so what you slept with two guys this woman's in her 30s and he thinks she's only had sex twice in her life and both of those times were in high school I'm sure there are people out there that have that, that that's happened to but he j- he he thinks that he was the last person that she ever slept with he thought his dick game was so fucking good that he just ruined her for everyone else she just she couldn't sleep with anyone else because he was so good this jake guy ends up being an asshole um if you can't tell by the way that i'm talking about him um he seems fine he seems fine he seems fine he seems fine and then at the end he's just a dick and they break up thank god because obviously then he she can get to chris evans but i think about that every time that he says that in the movie i'm like are you dumb 
Anyways, so let's run through my favorite scenes because why not? Um, I think we have to start with, if you've seen this movie, you know what I'm talking about, Bas playing basketball at the garden. Chris Evans breaks them into the TD garden and they play horse. However, they're playing strip horse. And so Chris Evans ends up naked very fucking quickly. And then Anna Faris also ends up naked. Um, and her boobs look so fucking good in it. Like, it, I don't know. It's gravity-defying amazingness. Um, but it is, it's a funny scene. It's kind of like the first scene that you start to realize, well, I mean, you know that they're going to get together, but like, it's the first scene that they realize that they're going to, that they like each other. Um, and so it's like really cute and heartfelt, but also incredibly funny. Um, and then, then it's the Boston Garden, so it's cool. So like, if you're from Boston, you're like, oh my God, I know that place. I've been to that place. Um, one of my favorites, it's the intro to this. It's the intro to a lot of my Southern Suburbs things now. Um, Chris Evans sings once, twice, three times a lady. You're once, twice, three times a lady. And then that song's like that. It's throughout this sh uh, movie like several times, but his version of it's like very like pop punk. Um, who knew Chris Evans could sing? Not me. Um, but he sings it to her and she dances around and it's really fucking cute and it's. <laughs> I love it so much. And that is the musical number. There's not, I mean, it's not, it doesn't have to be a big musical number for it to be a musical number, but like he sings at some point. He actually sings twice. He sings at the end too. Um, but he sings once, twice, three times a lady. And I love you. It's great. It's so much better than I sound. Um, I talked about it earlier, but the fake British accent bit she does with Martin Freeman's character is fucking hysterical. Um, every time I watch it, it's like laugh out loud funny every single time. And then when she comes home, she's literally wearing like an I Heart the UK shirt. Like it just, she dives way too deep into the bit and it's fucking incredible. Um, one of the guys she dates is a gynecologist and she goes, to, he's a gynecologist in Miami. She flies down to Miami to go see him and she's neon orange from getting a spray tan and it's god awful and she's sitting on the table and she's like oh my god like remember me um Allie Darling is her name it only took me like the entirety of this episode to get there Allie Darling <laughs> Allie Darling um and the guy's like oh my god Allie Darling ha 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 and she's like we dated in high in college like we we slept together in college and he's like oh hi yeah <laughs> and then he goes to do the exam and he lifts up her um little dressing gown and he goes oh Allie darling and so she comes home and she's on the phone um and she's like he recognized my vagina and it's just fucking funny every single time it's so funny um the end scene she's running around Boston going from wedding to wedding trying to find Chris Evans he had told her that she was going to, he was going to a wedding today. Um, and she's basically just going through the city trying to find him. And it's like adorable. It's like the classic airport chasing, but different. Um, cause obviously you can't do that in a post 9-11 world. Um, but it's really cute. It's really funny. It's a bunch of different kinds of weddings. Um, there's like one in a big, beautiful church. There's like, uh, Italian one in the North end. Like there, it's like all different kinds of weddings. 
um, which is really cool to see. All white people obviously play to Boston, so what can you expect? Um, and then because of that, so she's running through and she's, at one point she has to hop a fence and she just like sits and like pauses for a second and she goes, this is bullshit. Why don't I just wait for him in his apartment? Like she's self-aware. Like I like that they wrote in that she's self-aware that like this is crazy. Like she could have, because the watcher is like, girl, just go home. Like he's going to have to go home. Like you can just talk to him tomorrow. Like you don't have to do this right now. Um, and so she points it out, which is, I think makes it even funnier, um, which I really like. So in the end, they obviously get together. It's really cute. I love this movie. I love this movie. And every time I watch it, I'm like, I want a cute little Boston guy. And by little, I mean large, but you know, it's fine. Um, it is so good. And it, it is what I'm going to base all of my rom-coms off of. Like if it's not up to par with what's your number, sorry, not good enough for me. I have high standards and what's your number is the standard. Um, all in all, 100% a rom-com, like 100% a rom-com. Like it is, again, the perfect mix of romance and comedy. Like it does not get better than that, ladies and gentlemen. Maybe I'll find one that gets better than that, but mm, I don't know. It's like 50% rom, 50% com. Like it's like a 50-50 mix, which it's a rom-com. It, it should be 50-50. Like it should be funny and pull at your heartstrings. You should cry, but also laugh out loud several times. I think I would give this, I mean, we're just going to give it 10 stars. I think in reality, I know 10 stars is absurd. I stand by the theory that a 10 is perfect and cannot get any better. Um, so in real life, I would not give this a 10. I'd probably give us a nine, nine point six. Um, however, in terms of this, I'm going to give it a 10 because I, where I'm going to be basing all of my movies off of this. Like, this is a 10. I, there's going to be very few 10s. And we're going to see what else stacks up against it. So tune in weekly on Wednesdays. You can subscribe on Apple Podcasts. You can follow me on Spotify, Google Play, Anchor, wherever the heck you listen to podcasts, subscribe, follow, whatever the terminology is, because then you'll just, you won't have to remember. You'll see it. You'll open your podcast app and be like, oh, Sarah's talking about another rom-com. Gotta go listen to it. Um, and if you like this, if you want this to continue, if you want other people to listen to this, um, give me a review. Give me a nice little rate. Um, five stars, preferably. Um, I guess I'll take four. Anything less than four, maybe don't. Maybe just, just, keep it to yourself. I don't know. But like five stars, five stars would be ideal. Like tell the people how much you love me and how great I am. Because I mean, I, again, I promise this is going to get better. Like it's a learning curve here. Podcasting is fucking hard people. Um, so yeah, rate, review, subscribe, all that stuff. Um, make sure you're following my blog, biracialbooty.com. Uh, I'm going to post weekly on Instagram and Twitter. So Instagram is biracialbooty, Twitter is biracial underscore booty on what's rom-com I'll be watching that week so that you can watch it beforehand you can keep track you can see if it's one of your favorites um so I think it's gonna be fun I, we're gonna have some guests on I already have some friends claiming their favorite rom-com so they can come on and talk about them with me um it's gonna be good so cheers to new year's resolutions of actually following through with something for once in my life so
thank you and cue the outro which i do not know yet so whatever happens is gonna be a surprise to me <laughs> you're a lady you're lots of lady you're once twice 20 times a lady Okay. You 